0: This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we are introducing you to an organization that's breaking the cycle of poverty. We're getting ready to share Charlotte's Giving Tuesday. So, save the date, November 29th. It's one of the biggest fundraising events of the year for Charlotte nonprofits. It's a day for all of us to team up and give back to local organizations. Share Charlotte has a list of organizations that could use your help, whether it's a donation, your time, or buying something from its wish list. Go to ShareCharlotte.com. Now, I want to introduce you to Carrie Christian with Families Forward Charlotte. Carrie, welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Thank you for having me. So, Carrie, Tell me about your organization. What does Families
1: Forward Charlotte do? Families Forward Charlotte was founded about six years ago, almost, uh, to work with families experiencing poverty. So we do this through a three-pronged approach. We match them with a mentor. This fosters a long-term relationship between someone in the community, a volunteer that we train in how to be a mobility mentoring coach. They work with the adult in the home or caregiver in the home um, of the families that we serve, and they support them through assessing their situation, goal setting that helps them move towards economic stability for their family, and really act as a resource and promote social capital um, for that family, and also is a support system to them as they're really striving to do better for their families. So when you say mobility mentor,
0: that's like somebody moving you through the process of, you know, economic success.
1: Exactly. So they're looking at the the mentor. We call them family liaisons. Okay. They're looking at that family situation, talking to them about their specifics. So we take this very meet you where you're at approach to economic stability or economic mobility, helping them being mobile and moving towards that place of. Um, less stress for their family and where they're able to support and um, make a living wage and support their family um, without having to worry about whether they're going to put food on the table next week or whether they're going to be able to pay all of their bills. Uh, They really want – the families that we work with really want better and want to get out of that cycle of poverty. And so their mobility mentoring coach is there to guide them through that process.
0: So when you started this, uh, what was your inspiration?
1: I, I will say that I grew up in Charlotte. Um, I was, you know, kind of told all my life that everyone has equal opportunity. And in 2014, uh, a study came out called the Equality of Opportunity Project. And Raj Chetty and his colleagues um ranked Charlotte 50 of 50 in terms of economic stability or economic mobility and that hit me hard um when i learned about that study um all i could picture was friends and people that i went to school with and just because of the neighborhood that they were born into and the economic situation they were born into they didn't have the same opportunities that i did and i felt like the the wool was pulled out from over my eyes and i could really um, you know, I empathized with the struggles that they faced on a day-to-day basis and started asking questions and trying to figure out what I could do about it. So,
0: so y- you go from understanding, having this understanding, but then actually doing something. That, that second step most people don't get to. People have good intentions all over. Uh, that's why people are listening right now. Do good, right? But not everyone does it. So, how did you get to the action po- point?
1: Um, I, I would say a lot of uh, a lot of seeking. So, I volunteered for a while for our organizations, and you know, it was a great experience. But at the end of the day, whether I showed up or not, there things were going to happen. You know, it was the, it was. Um, not such a deep interaction with the people that I wanted to have an impact on. So I started asking questions. Just why do families in our community have um, have transportation issues? Why don't they have jobs that are paying them a living wage? Where is the support in the community and what gaps exist? And that's really how the idea of Families Forward Charlotte was born. What is your background? I, I went to school for education. Um, I coached volleyball and ran a volleyball program for years. Um, and at the time that this was an idea, I was a stay-at-home mom, um, just you know, really wanting to give back to the community. So I can't say that I have a background in nonprofit work or in this world, but um, have just been driven by a passion and frustration over what families in our community face. And wanting to change um, change how we interact with families in poverty and make the process of them getting support that they want and need in order to become stable, make it easier for them, remove barriers. And that's um, why we're here. I feel like I've gotten a, a master's degree, a PhD, oh, et cetera, yeah. in the last five, six years just on the on the job training, if you will. So tell me about some of the families that you have seen turn the page. Um, so we serve families that come to us with a range of situations, from being homeless when they start our program to having a master's degree and a full-time job and still not being able to make ends meet. Um, so some of the ones that stand out um, – Deja is a family that, you know, is just near and dear to us, and she's actually now a board member, but when she came to us, she was homeless, living in her car with three kids, wanting to do better, and I will never forget the first day we met her. Um, She was sitting across the table from me like we are now. Um, My uh, now board chair to Light the Height and I were asking questions of her, and Um, prepping her for our program, letting her know what we offer and just asking some light questions. And something just hit me, the way she was answering things. And I looked at her and I said, Deja, where are you living? Where are you staying tonight? And she dropped her head and tears came to her eyes. And she said, my kids and I are in the car. Um, She had been staying at rest stops um, trying to find safer locations to stay in, but their, their apartment had mold in it. The landlord wouldn't do anything about it. Um, and she was struggling to make rent anyway, but because of some stuff on her background that she had been working to overcome, she was not able to get approved for housing anywhere. And so that left her with no other option. Um, and you know, um, God works in mysterious ways, and that day I just so happened to have some gas cards with me and some grocery gift cards with me that I don't normally carry around, Um, some school supplies in my trunk, and we were able to get her set up with some basics that they needed while we worked to quickly get her in a hotel, which gave her stability for her family, and um, throughout the next two years – she was able to get a full-time job. Um, it, it was bumpy. It had some some that didn't work out, but um, we matched her with a volunteer um, or a couple of volunteers, Nikki and Brady Kessel, who jumped in and supported her throughout those couple of years and are still in touch with her today. And so Deja, over that time, gained a salaried position with benefits, um, even through some crisis situations she's faced um, with Nikki and Brady's help, has been able to maintain that, um, and find even better housing for her family, uh, and now she's serving as a volunteer with our organization. So, she's one that really, really stands out. She wanted it; she just needed to be given the opportunity and the stability to to accomplish her goals.
0: Bravo for her. That's so awesome. Yeah. How did she find you? How did you end up being in that situation where you're sitting across from each other?
1: So families in our program are referred to us by social workers or guidance counselors at local Title I elementary schools. The organization communities and schools liaisons that are on site can also refer to our program, as well as um, one of the local shelters, Promise Resource Network, and Charlotte Family Housing. Deja came from Rama Road Elementary School's social worker um, or communities and schools um, representative there. Um, and then she was matched with volunteers from Sardis Presbyterian Church, which is a supporter of our programming. Um, and they do a great job of recruiting volunteers to work with specifically Rhema Red families, as that's a school they're partnered with. So we kind of bring all organizations together, um, the school, communities and schools, Sardis Presbyterian, our organization, and all that we offer to wrap around this family um, and help them get to um, the place that they want to achieve their goals and out of poverty. Awesome. Well, you're listening to Do Good Charlotte.
0: I'm with Carrie Christian, the founder and executive director of Families Forward Charlotte. So Share Charlotte's Giving Tuesday is coming up on November 29th. And that's right after Thanksgiving. It's the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. And it's your time to give back. So after you've gone shopping and done your Black Friday or, or your Cyber Monday, it's time to start thinking about others uh, that maybe are not in your family that you know personally. So when I think about Giving Tuesday, I think about the organizations that make a difference um, in people's lives. I'm so thankful that I get to talk to awesome people all the time on this podcast. So I would just highly recommend that um, if you don't know who to give to, I don't want to put one organization in front of another. But go back and listen to some of these amazing founders. It's their their living to give back. And you can piggyback on that. Listen to those ideas. Think about what you worry about in in our society. What do you care about uh, that you want to make a difference? And Tuesday's that day. And if you're not sure, go to Share Charlotte's website. They have all these amazing organizations. I'm so thankful to be partnered with them so that we can find out all these people who are doing good in Charlotte. And you can do it too. So Share Charlotte's Giving Tuesday is November 29th. So it's your time to give back and do good. So Carrie, what is your website? How can people find you and help you?
1: Our website is familiesforwardcharlotte.org. Um, and so people can find us there and also on social media. We post a good bit of opportunities and things that we're doing with our um, with our programming on our uh, social media pages as well. So this is the season of giving. So what what do you need people to give? It sure is. Um, it never stops for us. Okay. But this season, um, we just opened a program center. So one of our other prongs of our approach is providing educational workshops to our families. Um, and so we use our program center to host those always providing child watch for families in our program to make those educational opportunities accessible and so we just opened a program center off executive center drive in east charlotte we're excited about that we still have some needs for that um our uh, program center wish lists amazon wish lists are on our social media channels and are, are available through our newsletters as well so signing up for our newsletter on our website, we'll make sure you get that all all of that information. We also have our holiday virtual angel tree lists out right now, and so you can sign up to uh, sponsor to buy gifts for a family in our program. Uh, we do provide gifts for all of the children in our program. Wish list items that they want: clothes, books, shoes. Um, so they're getting the basics too. And then we do want to provide for those adults that are working so hard. And so we have adults listed too and would love for people to sign up to provide for those families in our program. So an angel tree normally
0: is something where you you pick up an ornament and on the back it'll say, you know, the age isn't that kind of thing. But in this, you're saying virtual. I go to your website and then I can select Yes. who I want to purchase for.
1: Yeah. So You go to our website or to our so- social media pages where the links are posted. We use sign up genius. So there's a sign up genius link. You go in there, you select the kid. We've got names, ages, and then their wish list items. Um, so we make it pretty easy. You don't have to go anywhere and do anything. Um, and then you drop them off to us in December, fully wrapped, ready to go. And we coordinate getting them to the families. That's awesome.
0: I think moms and sign up genius, like we can conquer the the world easily, easily. So that's smart. I I really, that's something that I think most people can can handle. Is there anything else that you want to tell me about the families that you're helping or how
1: we can help you? Um, Our biggest need is always the mentors to work with families in our program. Um, So the mentors spend about four to six hours a month with the families that they serve. They meet monthly, face-to-face, and then connect each week over the phone in order to check in on the goals that are being set and worked on. And so those volunteer mentors are crucial to our work being possible. But I don't need to be a rocket scientist to be this person, right? Like, what do I need to do this? You need to be willing and able. Um, So we train you, and then we support you throughout the whole process. Our training goes through the brain science research behind poverty. We talk about how to set goals and how to support the family that they're working with. Even we go into setting boundaries, which is very important in this mentor-mentee relationship. Um, and then our staff is there. I, I won't say twenty-four-seven, but they they are available a lot to the volunteers in our program to support them. So with uh, monthly check-ins for those volunteers. And so we have ways to support them with anything that they may face because there is no linear path to getting out of poverty. There's no step-by-step process. We're taking a meet you where you at approach and every family is so different yeah. that, um, you know, we're there to support and guide along the way right because not every family starting off at the same point
0: you're you're not going to meet them at the same point and so you want to be able to like you said meet them where they're at and help them out um and i also like the what you talked about was boundaries because i would think that if i was a volunteer um it would be hard to say no
1: or to um to stop giving like absolutely everything. Absolutely. And we do put strict limits on our volunteers that they're not able to financially support the family in our program. We actually have funding available for that, that they help them strategically use to break through barriers to, to their success. But our volunteers are not able to do that on their own. Um, And so those strict limits are in place to protect both parties. Um, And the families in our program really want that support. They want someone to guide them That's that doesn't necessarily, hasn't been there necessarily, but is willing to learn and listen to them and be their cheerleader and their coach through the process. So you don't have to know anything about poverty coming in. Um, we will educate you on all of that and support you. But those volunteers are everything to us, and that's where the magic happens in our program. Deja wouldn't be where she was without the support of Nikki and Brady um, and the guidance that they gave her and the, you know, when she was having a rough time and she called them and they said, you can do it. Sometimes that's all someone needs to hear. You need a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. You
0: need someone. Well, I'm so impressed with you. Um, It's so nice to meet you. you don't have a master's in social work from an institution, but you definitely have it from just all the work that you've done and the people that you've helped. So thank you for keep on doing good. Thank and you so much. It's been so nice to talk to you. Do you know someone else like Carrie who is doing good in our community? Let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. A big th- Thanks to Share Charlotte. Make sure you use the hashtag DoGoodCharlotte and head to ShareCharlotte.com to find nonprofits looking for your help. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it.
1: queencitypodcastnetwork.com.